Well, ladies and gents, my original guest this week is rescheduling, so guess what? You're in for a treat, because for the first time, we're going to dive into the Commonwealth Time Capsule, and we're going to relive two great interviews that I enjoyed with uh, marvelous musicians from my hometown of Henderson way back in season number one. The first is Miss Maggie Hollis, age 14. The second is Miss Annabelle Whitledge, age 13. And they have both established themselves as tremendous local talents. They are poised to make it big in the country music realm. So we're going to detail their journey to this point and hear a splendid musical selection from each of them. Sit back and enjoy Blabbit in the Bluegrass, episode five of season three, digging deep into the Commonwealth time capsule. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Mayfield to Maysville, Scottsville to Scott County, nobody but nobody covers the Commonwealth like we do on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. This is Sam Moore coming at you from the North Quail Motel in Henderson, KY, and I am privileged to take you back in time to shortly after I started this venture known as Blabbing in the Bluegrass in season one where I was honored to chat with two lovely and talented ladies who uh, have a bright future ahead of them to say the least and they're both from my hometown of Henderson. They are a year apart, Maggie Hollis and Annabelle Whitledge and what I think is kind of cool is that they are very good friends as well and they perform together on a few occasions as we'll find out here as we go along. Now, if you've not heard these interviews, you definitely want to stick around. If you have heard these interviews, you're still going to want to stick around because they're worth reliving, especially for the songs. They both have uh, great musical selections that they shared with us, well sung, and so you're not going to want to miss those. And before we get to Maggie Hollis first, here momentarily, I do want to remind you that I'm just an email away with anything you'd like to say about the show. Questions, comments, suggestions for future guests, topics, hit me at bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I'm also just a message away via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I encourage you to like and follow. You can catch previous episodes there, which you may have missed. And uh, stay up to date with additional information over the course of the week as it is presented. Also make comments. And don't forget that you can uh, subscribe and listen to Blabbing in the Bluegrass without paying a dime via Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. So we encourage you to take advantage of those avenues too. 
And you know the drill, I have yet another bluegrass brain buster hot off the press and ready for you. The goal is to do one of these each and every week, so we'll reveal the question now and the answer later. And, folks, believe it or not, the only former Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court known to be born in jail was born right here in Kentucky. Who was he, and in which community was he born? Again, so far, the only Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court known to be born in jail was born right here in the bluegrass. Who was he, and in which Kentucky community was he born? Think on that, consult sources. We will reveal the answer in the program's final segment. Best of luck. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. This time we have a uh, local celebrity, if you will, from uh, my hometown of Henderson, who's been lighting up stages throughout uh, Western Kentucky and the surrounding area for a number of years, despite being so young. And she is uh, a legend in the making, no doubt. And uh, country is in her veins, and we will hear that as we go along here. Let's give it up for 14-year-old Miss Maggie Hollis. Hi, how are you doing? Maggie, I can't complain one bit, especially now that you're my guest on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. I sure appreciate it. And uh, this has been something I'm looking forward to, been looking forward to for a long time. And uh, let's see, you're 14. Which, um, which school do you go to here in Henderson? I go to Henderson County, the high school. Oh, you're a freshman now. Okay. Ah, yeah, I gotcha. So fourteen could be eighth or ninth grades. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. one of those in between <laughs> ages. It's kind of confusing. But uh, freshman year, well, that's a that, that's a big age. Hope uh, hope that's going well for you. Now, uh, how old were you, Maggie, when you first realized that you wanted to sing? I think I was about five when I first really started to sing. But when I think I realized that that's what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was about seven and I got cast for the role of little Cosette in the high school play and which was a big honor. I was seven. That was so exciting for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And I had the greatest time and I realized um, on that opening night, I walked out on stage and I just had so much fun singing and so much fun just with the whole thing and just the fact of being on stage and being in front of people I just really enjoy um watching the crowd be excited see and you've been <laughs> addicted to the stage ever since now uh yeah <laughs> what uh what all instruments have you played so far um I mostly play guitar I know a little bit of piano I'm not that good at it but that's all right <laughs> I know a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have a mandolin but I don't use it that much but I do play fiddle a little bit Okay, well, that's cool stuff. So you're pretty well-rounded then. What was, the, uh, what was the first instrument that you ever picked up and played? The guitar was the very first thing I ever picked up. Okay, and that's the one you're <laughs> mostly attached to, it would appear. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it stuck and there's a reason. So, well, good, good deal, Maggie. Now, um, talk about some of the musical influences that have inspired you to sing and play. I think um, Miranda Lambert has definitely inspired me to be um, like, she's the artist I kind of want to be like, aspire to be like. But, I can see that. Yeah. But Garth Brooks, um, I saw him in concert, I think I was nine years old. 
and which was the greatest thing ever. That's by far the best concert I've ever been to in my life. Oh, what a coincidence. Um, I saw Garth Brooks when I was nine years old. Oh, really? <laughs> actually, I was, so cool. actually, I was 10. But uh, wow. anyway, he was, uh, he was, I'm kind of showing my age here, but he was at the old Roberts Stadium in Evansville. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> where, where did you see him? I saw him in Louisville at the Yum Center. So, oh, gotcha. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, he, he's still a heck of a performer, isn't he? Yeah, um, he was great. He was jumping all around that stage. I was, I think I knew, I was like, oh, I want to be like that one day. That's how I want to perform. When, when I saw him, he and Trisha Yearwood, they weren't married yet, but you could tell uh, something was brewing there and you could tell yeah. <laughs> they had feelings for each other. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> so I wasn't surprised when uh, they tied the knot a few years later. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, now, um, when did you first take the stage, Maggie, in front of a live audience? The first time I really, like, took the stage was um, it's downtown Nashville, actually, at Wannabe's. It's a little karaoke bar downtown. It's right next to Tequila Cowboy. And um, one of my good friends, Jamie Baxter, actually, um, let me up on that stage. He's become one of my good friends down there. And I sang a Miranda Lambert song, Mama's Broken Heart. And... Um, I just remember my tiny self getting up there and I wasn't even nervous. And now I get a little more nervous when I get up on stage, but I wasn't even nervous. And um, that night is very memorable to me. I was given a guitar that's signed by Luke Bryan and Eric Church. And I don't think that? I'll ever forget that. Yeah. Now, um, how old were you when you took the I stage? I was seven. Down? You were seven? I, think I was seven. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's cool stuff. I know that's, Mama's Broken yeah. Heart quite well. Um, that That's a good song by Miranda Lambert. You know, it cracks me up. Miranda, I was talking to one of my other guests about this the other day. Miranda has these, um, you know, breakup songs like Gunpowder and Lead and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> and then yeah. on the other side of the spectrum, she's got these uh, Tug at Your Heartstring songs like The House That Built Me. Yes, yes. <laughs> Two totally different kinds of songs. But, yes. Uh, anyway, yep. I love me some Miranda Lambert, though. Now, um, according to your uh, Facebook page, Maggie, Nashville is your second home, and we briefly touched on that a second ago. But um, tell us about some of the venues where you've been known to perform in the Music City. Oh, wow. Um, I've actually been singing there a long, long time. Uh, some of the places I've sang at Wannabes, and then a lot of my friends, Kyle Fields and Jamie Baxter and Harold Allen have allowed me to get up on stage with them at Paradise Park and The Stage and Tequila Cowboy, and they're so fun. And I will tell you, I love Shirley Temples. I love Shirley Temples so much, Shirley and Temples. The Stage has the best ones. They are so good. And I love them so much. <laughs> Shirley Temples, man, oh man. Now, Kyle and yes. Jamie, are these uh, are these record producers or who are they? Um, they're singer songwriters down in Nashville. Oh, okay, I got you. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's cool stuff. Now, uh, yeah, you've taken the stage uh, countless times at numerous locations. Um, where is your absolute favorite place to sing and play? And uh, tell me why it's your favorite place. Um, I actually love our local place here in town, On Deck. I love 
planet on deck. I love the people there. Um, they're always so nice to me and I love being able to get up on the stage down there and they have good Shirley Temples there too. Actually, they're really good. So <laughs> Quite an that's incentive. probably the reason I love it so much. <laughs> that's definitely an incentive. Anybody, you know, if you're trying to book Maggie, if, if Shirley Temples are on the menu, that's definitely a selling point. <laughs> oh yes, for sure. <laughs> for Maggie. But uh, anyway, you know, I've heard some singers say that they actually get more nervous when they perform in front of, friends and family people they know uh, more nervous than they do than singing it you know in front of a random crowd of people they don't know as well do you find that to be true or is it the opposite oh most definitely yes oh so you're more nor you're more nervous around your friends yes because i know they're going to tell me how they feel <laughs> they'll be honest won't they <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah, they, they're like, I'm telling you because I'm your friend. And then, <laughs> and then you know, it's going to be bad after that. <laughs> yeah. And anytime it's proceeded with, can I be honest with you, then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably not going to be something you want to hear. But anyway, shame on them if they tell you anything uh, <laughs> that's not great because you're utterly awesome. But, uh, thank you. Anyway, um, you are a true talent and your passion for music clearly comes across when you're singing. Now, um, you mentioned Jamie and Kyle, but if you would expand a little more and tell me about some of your other tutors and mentors who have worked with you and inspired you to uh, excel in music. Um, my voice coach from Owensboro, her name's Latasha Shimwell. Um, she's one of the best name. people I've ever met. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, she does a lot of work with pageants in Henderson and Owensboro and does a lot of work here. So um, a lot of people know her and she's really just great. Um, she's really helped me grow these past two years with my voice and just even as a person, because um, I know I can go and talk to her with anything. And um, the guy who taught me how to play guitar, David Dixon from Seabury. Um, okay, I've known him know since I was... Too. Yeah, <laughs> I've known him since I was a kid, and he taught me how to play guitar. He taught me how to play fiddle, so he's taught me everything I know. <laughs> Latasha and David, and all your uh, yes, your Nashville folks for sure. Now, um, I know you're gonna play whenever we uh, get down yakking here. You're gonna play one of your originals. I was just wondering uh, how much uh, how much songwriting have you done to this point? Um, I really started getting into songwriting a lot more when quarantine hit and everything like that. But right. uh, I've written a lot of songs. There's a lot that are just in the book unfinished. But um, I probably have 10 or 11 finished good songs. I got you. That's, that's pretty impressive. That's more, uh, that's 10 or 11 more than a lot of other 14 year olds have. <laughs> that's, uh, so that's pretty cool stuff. Now, um, there's another local musician here in Henderson that I do plan to feature at some point, um, Annabelle Whitledge. And I know you two have uh, performed together plenty of times, have you not? Yes, yes. Lots and lots of times. Yeah. Um, how long have y'all known each other? Um, I think, well, we've known each other since we were um, really little. We've known each other throughout the music goings on here, but um, I think we really started becoming friends about two years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, tell me about some of the uh, places that you all have uh, taken the stage together. Um, we've played the Crowded House in Madisonville, one of my favorite places. Their food is so good. 
and right house okay yeah we've actually played on deck together we've played wings etc in um in henderson and there's a lot of other places i'm probably forgetting but oh that's all right uh, i know um i think i saw on the internet that um you two competed in a uh, state fair competition together as well didn't you oh yes we did do that i completely forgot a, <laughs> and did pretty well in that competition didn't you Yes, um, we did. We got second place in the semifinals and sixth place um, in the finals. Not too shabby. Nothing to sneeze at there, folks. Annabelle Whitley is a talented local country musician, just like Maggie. So you'll know what to expect whenever we have uh, Annabelle on the show here in the uh, in the not too distant future. But um, anyway, now Maggie, you've set a goal of one day performing at the world famous Grand Ole Opry. Now. If you could take the Opry stage this weekend with one artist, an artist of your choice, but it can only be one, who would it be and why? Um, that is a really hard decision, actually, but <laughs> um, I think it would most definitely have to be Garth Brooks, just uh -huh. because I love him so much, and uh, he's just got so much talent, and I think he takes in a lot of what, other artists are taking in and like he's a little bit of George Strait and he's a little bit of this and he's just so different and um I really enjoy that about him see he he, he definitely throws a lot of uh unique wrinkles into his shows and I'm sure that you could hold your own on friends in low places with Garth even though he really he really oh, hams sure. it up big time <laughs> <laughs> you know I guess since this is a uh since this is a PG show, I better not elaborate too much, but I really like the, the third verse of Francis. Yes, yes, my favorite. <laughs> he only sings that at um, his concerts. Yeah, it's on a few of the live albums, but don't listen to the original yeah. because it's not on there. But yeah. <laughs> like, we'll leave it there. But for you folks that haven't heard it, check out a live version of Friends in Low Places and listen to that third verse. You will definitely <laughs> be <laughs> highly entertained. So anyhow, Maggie, last but certainly not least, uh, what does the future hold in store for Miss Maggie Hollis? In the near future, I'm really um, working on getting into studio and getting some of my own songs recorded and hopefully having an EP release soon. But um, in the not so far future, I would guess now, I always think it's so far away, but I want to go to <laughs> Belmont. Um, University in Nashville so bad it's uh, one of the prettiest campuses I've ever seen and oh yeah good music really school do, too yes they really do a lot with music and they're really good at what they do well cool deal um, it's sure been a pleasure talking with you Maggie now I can't let you go without you uh, <laughs> gracing our ears with one of your delightful tunes and um, this is going to be one of your 10 or 11 originals so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're going to perform for us um, this song I'm going to play for y'all, um, it's called Write You a Song. I wrote it uh, several months back, and um, a funny story about this, my Nana is very involved with my songwriting, um, very, very involved with everything, and she's always there, and um, I, when I got the chorus for this song written, that's the only thing I had for months. I had the chorus written, and this was like last year that I had started writing this song, and I showed it to my Nana. I was like, I just cannot figure out anything about, like, I can't figure out anything for this song. She was like, well, put it down and leave it alone. Well, 
I put it down and I left it alone and I forgot about it. And then finally I was looking through my book and I was like, oh, I really like that chorus. And I sat down in one day and I finished the rest of that song. And on one of my Facebook lives, I was like, hey guys, this is a new song. It's called Write to You a Song. And my Nana called me right after and was like, you did not tell me you finished that song and you just performed it and you weren't even going to show it to me first. You wanted it to be a surprise so, for her, didn't you? Well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but she, she, she helped you through your uh, short-lived writer's block. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're all guilty of, even the best songwriters. But uh, anyway, you worked through it and uh, established a, a masterpiece indeed, it sounds like. So with Write You a Song, let's lend our ears to the soon-to-be legendary Maggie Hollis. Yeah. 
I mean to tell you what a great song with a great story behind it. Maggie Hollis is her name. Country music is her game. Now, I understand that just this past week, she performed at Metzger's here in Henderson as part of the Handy Fest lunch breaks. But if you missed her there, no doubt she's got uh, plenty more on the horizon, especially now that things are starting to open up again and a lot of us are getting vaccinated. So please, please check out her Facebook page, which I will link you to in my show notes. You can keep up with her goings on. Not only is she a tremendous music talent, but she is also quite well-spoken. I sure found it entertaining listening to her speak of her experiences and her endeavors. Belmont University is going to get a good one in a few years. If those plans hold up, those folks are going to truly be blessed, to say the least. So with that, let's switch gears a little bit to Maggie's dear friend, just a year younger, also an aspiring country music great, who is well on her way. Of course, we're speaking of the often imitated but never duplicated Annabelle Whitledge. Sam Moore proudly presents his Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser. In today's Commonwealth Crowd Pleaser, we are featuring a musician that may be small in age, but she's big in talent, and she's been uh, holding audiences in the palm of her hand for a number of years, despite being so young, and uh, she is poised to take the country music world by storm. From my hometown of Henderson, Kentucky, let's welcome 13-year-old Miss Annabelle Whitledge. Annabelle, Hi. thanks for coming on with us today. We are quite pleased to have you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Well, hey, it, we, this show just would not be the same without you. So I would not miss out <laughs> on the opportunity to interview Miss uh, Annabelle Whitledge. Now, you're 13 years old. What, uh, what grade are you in? I'm in eighth grade this year. Eighth grade. What, uh, what school do you go to here in town? North. North Middle. All right, then. How's, uh, how's this non-traditional instruction treating you? I mean, it's good. It's a little difficult, but my teachers are great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> good teachers make all the difference, whether you're in person or online. So <laughs> I'm also a former North cadet, but I went there a year or two back. So uh, I won't tell you exactly how long ago <laughs> it was, but anyway, yep, North is... You don't uh, have to if you don't want to. You don't have to. <laughs> well, I'm only 32, so I guess, you know, I guess that's still somewhat young anyway. At least I like to tell myself that. So <laughs> anyway, Annabelle, you've been singing beautifully and uh, delighting audiences for a number of years, despite being so young. So tell me, Annabelle, when exactly did you first realize that you wanted to become a singer? I mean, I always just knew that I wanted to. Like, it was just always there. Like, stage is where I belong. Okay, well, that that's cool stuff. Um, did you, is it in your genes? Um, do uh, do very many of your other family members sing or play as well? Um, yes, my mom's side is like really, really into music, but my dad's side, my grandma used to sing to me when I was little, and like I know all those little like church hymns and stuff, but I think that's where I kind of got started. Oh, okay, so you're <laughs> you're an expert when it comes to the oldies but goodies. Now, <laughs> that's now, true. That's true. <laughs> now, um, do you play any instruments so far? Um, 
I just started guitar lessons two weeks ago over at Midtown Music, and I'm pretty excited with those, but I'll leave the guitar playing over here to Grant Carter. <laughs> yeah, Grant Carter is your uh, trusty guitar picker, and he's going to help you out on your uh, on your song here shortly. Well, way to go. Uh, good luck with those guitar lessons. Now, uh, <laughs> tell us, Annabelle, about your first, um, or your musical influences, I should say, who have inspired you to sing and perform. Um, I really used to listen to like Taylor Swift's old stuff, but I really love Miranda Lambert and like her attitude on stage. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, she is quite the performer, isn't she? She is. And I mean, I've met lots of great people in this business, like Jeff Bates, and he's been a really great mentor to me. Um, JC Stone has really helped me out a lot. And, um, Steve Bridgman, he's just a good friend. Like, he's just a good friend to rely on. Okay, well, that's awesome. Now, uh, Jeff Bates, a lot of people might remember him from the love song. That's um, probably his signature song from a while back. He had several others, but, um, yeah, Jeff produced an album for you, did he not? He did. Awesome. Now, uh, what about Steve and JC? Who are they? Um, JC, I met him in Evansville playing one night and like I just automatically knew like he was showing me some songs he was writing that night and like I automatically knew like he's he's a pretty good musician and he seemed really trustworthy and he still is till this day and Steve I actually that's how I met Jeff Bates and he we come to each other's shows when we're in town and he's just a great dude okay so you you met Jeff through Steve then Mm -hmm. that's yes. pretty cool now um when did you first take the stage in front of a live audience annabelle and uh what do you remember most about this performance i was nine years old when i first had like my official official show uh-huh but i mean i sang in church a little bit but i mean it was never really like considered my show were you like with a group of people like a choir type of thing I had solos in church, but they were not very big. I was, I was a kind of a scaredy cat back then. Oh, gotcha. So <laughs> you finally came out of your shell officially when you were nine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, where was your first official show? It was over at Gregory Lake. Um, it was for a cancer benefit. Her name was Evie, and she was around my age. So, I mean, I was really excited to play that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I can, <laughs> I can see you being excited for, for your first show. Were you a little nervous? Not really. I mean, I kind of just didn't think anything of it. Well, I just kind of just got up there. <laughs> that's what natural born performers do, I guess. So, well, <laughs> well cool beans. Look how, look how far you've come over a short four-year time frame. Now, uh, talk a little bit about your uh, songwriting experience and tell us about the uh, types of songs that you most enjoy writing Annabelle. I mean I'm not really gonna say that I enjoy like a certain like upbeat or like slower songs or like love songs because they're all great. Me and Carter will sit in here and write songs and we'll kind of just send them on to our I guess Jeff Bates actually and um 
we just really have a good time doing that. And it's really a good way to just like let everything out, I think. Okay. So you don't restrict yourself to, to one genre or one type of song. You try to write a little bit of everything. Try to. Mostly country, though. It's all country. I've never written any other song. But. Right. Well, hey, yeah. when it's in your veins, it's in your veins. Yeah. Now, uh, about, about how many songs have you written so far? Do you know? 30-ish. Oh, that's uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, some are better than others, but, but I, hey. <laughs> I am proud. They're all songs, and um, they may all take your places someday, so they all count. So we, yeah. uh, we definitely applaud you for that. That's 30 more than uh, most 13-year-olds have written. So kudos <laughs> to you on that one. Now, um, what is the biggest audience that you have entertained so far, Annabelle? Honestly, I'd probably have to say 2,500 because I'm pretty sure that that was at my album release. Okay. No, it was not. I'm not sure. Well, that's, that's pretty sweet. 2,500 is um, pretty impressive. It's a, a bigger crowd than most 13-year-olds have uh, performed in front of, that's for sure. Now, where, uh, where was your album release? It was over at Right Beside Fire Dome at the Lumberyard, and it was a really great turnout. I'm really excited about that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds pretty exciting. It's a great way for you to uh, generate interest in and awareness of your new album. So, uh, gotta ask you this, Annabelle, do you get more nervous taking the stage before a massive amount of people that you've never met or a small audience filled with many friends and family? For sure, the small audience. Oh, with a lot of people you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Well, because, um... I don't know. It feels like everyone's looking at you when in a big <laughs> audience, like you just don't know anyone and you're just there. And um, I sang at the Ford Center. I'm so sorry. I thought I got the numbers wrong on my album release. It was actually. Oh, right. at the Ford so you, so you've, um, you've taken the stage at the Ford Center. Um, I sang the national anthem there and um, it was a cool. great turnout. It was a great turnout for that game. So I was really excited. Was it a, uh, was it an Aces game? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay, University of Evansville Purple Aces for our audience that isn't familiar with them. And so that had to be quite an honor to uh, play at the Ford Center there. But um, anyway, yeah, you're not the first one I've heard say that they get more nervous in front of a small audience with people they know because <laughs> friends, friends tend to uh, speak their minds and you know it always it's always a little scary whenever they start with something like can I be honest with you <laughs> oh yeah you were great but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like I'm your friend so you want me to be honest with you right and you're like yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're, you're not the first one I've heard say that though but but anyway it's uh it's good that you get that experience in front of uh, all types of crowds, for sure. Now, um, of all the venues that uh, you've had the pleasure of playing so far, Annabelle, tell us which one is your favorite and describe what makes it so special to you. Um, 
I played Tootsies down in Nashville one time, and that was a crazy crowd. They were loud and singing along and just uh, – I can't even put it into words. Oh, yeah, Tootsies Orchid Lounge is a, a legendary place. And um, <laughs> how, uh, how long did you get to play that night? About an I hour? Played about 30 minutes or so. 30 minutes. Probably. Can, that's a big venue to – get some experience under your belt now um where else have you played down there in nashville um i played layla's and that was probably for about 30 minutes too oh layla's bluegrass in gotcha. mm -hmm. my buddy jonathan really likes that place he's been there a time or two and he's he's really fallen in love with it so maybe he'll catch you one night while you're in there next time next time you perform at layla's you never know yeah. he, he might be there now um Anyway, in uh, 2019, you teamed up with your friend, Miss Maggie Hollis, who is uh, one of my former guests here on the show. We featured her a few weeks ago. So anyway, y'all teamed up to compete in the Kentucky State Fair Talent Classic. So if you would, um, talk to me a little bit about what you enjoyed most about this competition and uh, what did you learn from it? Um. What I enjoyed most was probably spending the day with one of my best friends and meeting all the people down there because you get to meet some pretty interesting people down there. And, oh, yeah, I'd say so. Oh, yeah. And the place or the thing that I learned most from that is no matter how prepared you think you are, you're not because, like, one of us lost our voice when we were about to go on stage. And so we're chugging like honey and salt water. And it was oh, just like no. crazy. <laughs> that timing couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <Never. laughs> I'd say you worked through it pretty well, though. You, uh, you finished pretty strong in that competition. So I guess that may be in your future again, most likely. Can you see yourself competing in uh, the Talent Classic? at some point in the future? I don't really know. Um, I'm not really big on competitions. Gotcha. I never really have any luck with those. I, I just feel, I don't want to say they're all rigged because some are different than others, but they're just not my favorite. Well, I just, that's why a lot of people like, don't like to do American Idol either. So, so it's the best, the best singer doesn't always win. So that's definitely understandable. Now, um, tell us, Annabelle, about your uh, tutors and mentors who have assisted and supported you throughout your pursuit of music. You told us about some of them. Why don't you expand a little more on that? Um, again, I have to bring up Jeff Bates and, um, He's just been there through everything. I met him, I was probably 11 because we recorded my EP when I was 12. And uh -huh. so he's just been there and he's taught me so many cool things, like things that I wouldn't even think about, like up on stage. And it's, he's just a great guy. Like if you ever get, if any of you guys ever get the chance to go see Jeff Bates, do it, do it in a heartbeat. He's got a heck of a voice, I tell you. <laughs> oh, he does. It, it, it's definitely not one that you're going to get mixed up with, with anybody else. Now, um, no. where all have you seen him perform? He performed at my album release party, 
and I originally met him at this one like music place we were all singing at kind of the same venue this record label place I I don't really pay attention where I go. I kind of just <laughs> sometimes the names of the venues are kind of an afterthought, aren't they? <laughs> Pretty much. I just remember going, playing, packing up, and leaving. <laughs> like, hey, that was fun. Let's go. <laughs> but yes, I um, saw him at a church one time, and he killed it there. Like his church gigs are unforgettable. Oh, I can imagine. And with a voice like that, I'm sure he. Um, I'm sure he really enjoys doing the gospel songs too. Yes. So <laughs> definitely worth going to see when uh, when you get a chance. I'm sure Jeff will be back around these parts sooner than later. At least we hope. Now, um, Annabelle, if you could take the stage at the Grand Ole Opry this weekend with an artist of your choice, but you can only choose one, who would it be and why? I asked Maggie this question too, so I'm interested to see how your answer compares to hers. I would honestly take the stage of Grant Carter over here. Because we, <laughs> we, like every time we take the stage, like I feel like it's just like punching it. Like I feel like we just punch the time card and it's, it's over, it's over from there. Is Grant paying you to say that? No, I'm kidding. He's <laughs> slipping me the 20 right now. <laughs> Only kidding. You know, um, Maggie said Garth Brooks. So. Maggie said Garth Brooks. <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty good answer. I should have stole that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I think she just wants to get up there and belt out friends in low places with him. I do too. <laughs> That's like the ultimate party song and that's got to be the that's got to be the most beloved karaoke song that Garth Brooks ever recorded. I think it is. I've never been to a bar where they don't play that song. Oh yeah, at least one person's always going to sing France in low places. And you got to love the third verse. Oh, I I can't sing the third verse cuz of my age, but Oh, well, I, I wouldn't go make you sing it. Verse. Yeah, it, this is a this is a uh <laughs> this is a PG show, so I wasn't going to get into specifics <laughs> anyway. But but if you haven't heard it, folks, check out Friends in Low Places and take a listen to that third verse. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. I know I uh, pointed that out when uh, I was talking to Maggie, too. But I'm telling you, it's worth listening to. Now, um, one thing we should point out, um, Annabelle messaged me this morning just before we uh, did the interview she said I was she said I'm looking forward to later on and um, I just got this news yesterday and I looked at it and um, sure enough she had just been nominated for the Rising Star Award in uh, January's Hollywood Music and Media or did I get that backwards is it media and music it's music and media. Okay, music and media. So <laughs> I had it right the first time. Well, good deal. That's awesome, though. That's a that's a great honor. Um, how how did you earn that nomination? My friend Fran, um, she really kind of put me in there, and she just kind of threw my name around. And I did a couple Zoom calls with these people, but. I'm so glad that they nominated me. Like it's just an honor to be nominated. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, is Fran just like um, somebody you know here in town or one of your music connections, or, or who is Fran? Um, her name is Fran Marcella, and she's kind of part of Friday After Five. Oh, okay. 
there June 4th, and it is actually their 25th anniversary this year. It is the 25th year, Friday after five, you guys. That's hard to believe. I didn't even realize I lived here all my life, and I did not realize that. So Friday after five has been going on since 1995. That is quite... (laughs) <laughs> that is quite an impressive feat. Now, uh, how did you find out about this nomination last night? Did you get a phone call, an email? What happened? Well, my dad um, sent me a text and he let me read it and I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you were speechless, huh? Yeah, that's all I had was wow. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I know this podcast is not nearly as exciting for you as being nominated for the Rising Star Award, but I'm I'm glad to have you on it anyway. Now, uh, is this, um, I know the awards are in January. Is this something like the public can vote for between now and then? Or is it like a committee that votes? It's like a board that votes. Oh, okay. So, like, I can't vote for you for this thing? I wish you could. I'd love for you to vote for me, but you can't. You know I would put in at least one or more if I could. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I slipped those votes from a different account. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I will definitely be crossing my fingers and toes. That would be quite an honor. And I know that award show might be done virtually. But, man, wouldn't it be great to get to go to Hollywood? Oh, my gosh, it would be. That'd be crazy. Well, my friends are like, oh, you're not missing much, but it, I still want to go. Oh, yeah, that's one of the, I mean, I wouldn't want to live there, but I'd want to go to Hollywood at least once just to, oh, yeah. <laughs> just to check it out. So we'll, um, we'll be rooting for you, and those awards are January. Do you know the date exactly? January the 27th. January 27th. Well, we'll be watching at uh, – pulling for you a hundred percent do you know what channel it's going to be virtual on facebook oh, okay so it's not actually on tv no. okay. well but but <laughs> facebook's easy enough so y'all get on there um watch I the hollywood know if it's on tv actually i was trying to mouth to my dad i was like is it on tv or not but i oh, have no we don't have a clue well check check your tv listings folks it may turn up <laughs> on your yeah. television but it you we know we just found out last night we don't know all the details <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm only catching you uh, less than 24 hours after you, after you found out about it so <laughs> but folks regardless of the means that you have to go to to uh, keep up with Annabelle on the award show make sure that you go to those links uh hit up social media or turn on the tube and Follow her in her quest for the Rising Star Award in January. Now, um, before we let you sing, Annabelle, I got to ask you, what are your ultimate goals and aspirations? Well, I just want it all. I want to play on the Grand Ole Opry. I want it all. I want it big. And, um... I just want to share my music with people because that's what I love. Anything to get yourself out there. I understand. Well, uh, good deal. You're off to a great start with that. And we wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. Now, before we let Annabelle go, she is going to perform the song that earned her the nomination for the Rising Star Award. And Mr. Grant Carter, her... uh, 
sidekick is going to help her out with some guitar picking during this song. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this song you're going to perform for us, Annabelle? Um, my good friend Thomas Mack wrote it for me. And as soon as I heard it, I was just like, this song, this song's amazing. So we recorded it and it's the name of my EP. So I hope you guys like it. There you go. And the rest, as they say, is history. So let's uh, <laughs> close our mouths and open our ears and take a listen to the lovely and talented Annabelle Whitledge. That's not music to your ears. I don't know what is. Annabelle Whitledge from Henderson, Kentucky. So young and yet so great and with such promise. Now, by the way, that uh, Rising Star Award that she was nominated for, she did end up winning that. 
in January. And we told you that a few months ago in one of our shows. So in case you missed it, now you know. Congratulations. That is uh, the first of many notable awards that I know Annabelle Whitledge will win. I look forward to tracking her future, whatever that may hold. I know it's going to be productive, needless to say. And you folks need to follow her as well via her Facebook page, which I will link you to in my show notes. Now, she's uh, in Bowling Green this week, if I remember right. I think I noticed that somewhere. And she's got uh, quite a few other dates lined up throughout the summer and fall, no doubt, too. So follow her on Facebook. I hope you enjoyed our journey back into the Commonwealth time capsule this week to hear from Annabelle Whitledge and Maggie Hollis. We'll have more fun next week, but before we wrap this up, we have one last important piece of business to take care of, and that is revealing the answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster, which was a two-parter. And believe it or not, the only former Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, known to be born in jail, was born right here in Kentucky. Who was he, and in which community was he born? Your answer for part one, Mr. Frederick Vinson. Mr. Frederick Vinson served as our nation's 13th Chief Justice, and he held this role from 1946 through his untimely death in 1953 due to a heart condition, so God rest his soul. Now, where was he from in Kentucky? Louisa, the northeastern part of the state. So Frederick Vinson from Louisa, Kentucky, the only former Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court known to be born in jail. And that was right here in the Commonwealth. So come on back next week for plenty, plenty more where that came from. Between now and then, email me at bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. Message me via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I also hope that you like and follow. You can catch previous episodes there, stay up to date with additional information, and make comments. And I love hearing from you via that outlet as well. So, between now and next week, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.